HR professionals, business owners, and operations at all levels are struggling to figure out what needs to change. Our system has been shocked, practices have been questioned, and conversations are finally happening. We all know there has been a huge shift in what people want. Inclusion and diversity are common phrases, but often misunderstood. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about what's important for employees to be successful in life and at their job, and how companies can create an environment to allow them to do both. Because successful people will make up a successful workforce. I'm Leanne Lovely. Let's get this conversation started. Adam Gellert is on a mission to build the greatest marketplace of pre-vetted, diverse, high-potential candidates and companies, reshaping the job application process with candidate experience and helping companies hire their most passionate teammates from 1 to 250. He eats, sleeps, and breathes recruitment. He can talk for hours about anything to do with growth of an organization from a people standpoint attraction, retention, culture fit, alignment, and best practices in the modern world. He's an entrepreneur at heart, currently on a mission to reshape recruitment and change the candidate experience. Founder and CEO at Hire Hippo, a hiring marketplace connecting pre-vetted high potential diverse candidates and companies based on mutual interest like a dating app and saying goodbye to resumes. He noticed a gap in the industry as a founder of Linksys Group, a recruitment firm supporting startups and SMBs in Canada and U.S. His typical clients is under 50 people. He started the company with the intent to disrupt the recruitment industry, and they are doing just that. He has a fantastic team, and they work very hard to build championship teams for their clients that can sustain a winning outlook again and again. Since 2002, he has been instrumental in building teams both at the corporate and recruitment agency levels. He is known for building strong relationships with clients as an honest, driven, and progressive individual with major organizations across Canada and the United States. With a passion for delivering cost savings and a efficient business results, he took the next step in offering clients an alternative to traditional hiring. He's active in the tech startup and small business community, co-created the Talent Help List, co-created the Disrupt HR Vaughn and previous chair HRPA PD Dinner Committee, their leading KPI. It's their reoccurring clients a testament to the value they bring. I am very excited to talk to Adam, um, a serial entrepreneur. Adam, welcome. I am excited to talk with you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, appreciate being here. Yeah. So why don't you start off and um, you know tell everybody a little bit, um, you know, a little background about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Adam Gellert, uh, the founder of. Uh, the Linkus Group and Hired Hippo. Uh, essentially, I run uh, both a high-touch recruiting agency as well as a recruitment technology um, that we will that we believe will change the face of of how people um, get hired and how companies hire their high performers. Um, essentially, what the the tech does is works with SMBs and 
startups um, that go from one to 250 people on getting quick access to uh, exclusive, high potential pre-vetted talent without having to worry about recruiting the recruiting process. Um, they can skip the entire recruiting process and go straight to interview because um, we, we do all that upfront work for them with the technology. So um, that's what I'm kind of doing now. I also involved, uh, co-founded the Talent Helpless, which was a, a COVID layoff list. It was like the first of its kind uh, that I'm aware of anyways. Um, and Disrupt HR Vaughn, which is a global HR disrupt, uh, disrupt is a global HR brand. Uh, so I'm just obsessed and very involved in um, the recruitment process that I have been for the last uh, two decades, essentially. Um, you know, I can talk about anything to do with attraction, hiring, retention, and that's just a bit about me. Awesome. Yeah, you are a you're a serial entrepreneur. You've been in the industry of, of staffing in one way or another for the, the last two decades. That is, um, that's amazing. So, um, you know, I say that once you're in the staffing industry, you're either a lifer, or you run like hell the other way after a couple of years, because <laughs> you can't handle the stress. So you're clearly a lifer in the staffing industry, which is um, which is awesome because it's it definitely uh, grabs hold of you, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I like pain. I like pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. That's that. Yep. Absolutely. It, yeah. I just I find that like you know just based on you know what you said, I, it's so true, right? Like most people, it's the um, you know industry that most people just go in. And um, I don't like it when, you know, people, well, not necessarily don't like, but, you know, a lot of people say, hey, should I get into recruiting because I like people or I like connecting people? And that's not just, you know, it's a very surface level expectation of the industry and the role. It's extremely hard. Um, you know, it can be uh, life sucking at times. It can be very thankless. And you just have to have a, like, really big passion for um, developing um, really strong connections in in the work environment, um, making sure that it's a long term game with long term people, and that you know, essentially, like you can, you can, you know, roll with very hard scenarios, and you know, still love um, connecting people that can accelerate in their career and companies that can. Um, you know, hire their top performers that go on to do really, really great things. That's the key. It's a it's a business strategy over a people strategy. Mm -hmm. So tell me about um, Linksys because you said that this is a tech. Um, it, it, it's technology connecting people. What type of recruitment is this? Is it is it on the general labor? Is it high level individuals? Explain what that app or that technology does yeah that that's a fair question um so linkus is uh our high touch agency um where we focus primarily on senior director level and executive um searches for uh smbs so small medium-sized businesses and startups um looking to to go from sort of bootstrap to series b so we focus on the small business market mainly um talent that's interested in startups the roles that we work on are are very diverse we always say that like you know we'll be as selective as 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 our clients um and 
the main thing is that the role has to be hard to fill. It has to be very niche, right? Like if the com if our clients could do it on their own, we're just not, it's just, you know, we kind of let them do it on their own and say, Hey, like, you know, we're going to scour the market and make sure that you get the best person. Um, which comes back to like what I wanted to create when I started this, which was, um, you know, we run basically on one KPI, which is repeat business. I found that a lot of other agencies and why I kind of wanted to almost, you know, quit the space um, was it was very much, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Uh, that's a you know, term that a lot of um, companies use that they're like, this is why we don't like working with um, recruiters. It was very like quantity over quality. I mean, um, you know, it's it's to no recruiters' fault necessarily. It's people are are incentivized by these like high qual high quantity, um, you know, outreaches. So, uh, you know, our focus is just really like you know high quality engagements and and repeat business. And then um, uh, we do we have we created after about you know five years of being in business. Um, what we found is that a lot of our customers graduated from us, so they would hire. Um, you know, engineers, uh, sales, uh, and, and, you know, customer success, uh, staff or their, you know, new CTO. Um, and once they hit about 50 people, uh, they would start bringing in recruiters, right. Mm -hmm. Um, cause they would say, Hey, um, you know, we're getting to this size. We've got, you know, a lot more money. We're involved. We'll still use you for, for these niche roles, but, um, we're going to use recruiters. And then I went to the recruiters all the time and they would say you know hey we, we're we're using like linkedin and we're using like other tools that are out there indeed um it's not driving back great quality results they mm -hmm. are that quantity game right so a lot of time is spent going through applications and sitting in unfit interviews and it's a poor waste of not only a recruiter that wants to excel in their career i mean you want to be having great conversations um and so what we wanted to do is create a very niche um you know uh marketplace of high potential pre-vetted um you know exclusive talent where they could post a role to the people that they actually want to interview not the whole world and that's how hired hippo came to be um and so we we do the same industry uh you know full-time uh sales marketing customer success uh, in the app, we don't focus on tech actually. So it's more non-tech roles, customer facing okay. roles on the techs, uh, on, on our, on our app. And, uh, that's sort of a long, long story short. Right. So do the, the, do the candidates come to you or are you out there sourcing them and then introducing them to your app? Yeah. Great question. So we, uh, like a recruiting agency, we go after um, high okay. potential passive talent, right? Um, and we say to them, like, look, we're going to identify what's really important to you in terms of uh, your next salary, uh, your, your, you know, how close are you uh, to your house or is it remote, in-office, hybrid? Um, you know, what are the alignment factors that are super important for you to be successful, happy, and stay at a job for a really long time? We have a 95% retention rate of candidates that stay a year and beyond mm -hmm. um, just within the app um, where companies and candidates are connecting directly to each other. And um, it's because we do that due diligence into alignment and weight certain uh, questions and answers um, together to form like a really good match. And so 
um, we do go out and, you know, market to and, um, and, and talk to candidates. And most of the candidates that we talk to are um, not actively looking for a new role. They're not going to apply through LinkedIn and Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, they may or may not answer a LinkedIn request. They may or may not get a referral. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, content, um, but they're open to potentially a new opportunity, maybe not now, maybe down the line. And so um, we have sort of like that recruiter pool um, available to our, our customers. Interesting. And that's, uh, you know, it, you get to a certain level of your career where, you know, you're, you are happy, but you, there's certain, you, you max out, you hit the ceiling, right? Where, you know, I've been now at this company for 10 years, you at a certain level, and there are certain individuals who they really, that that's like the time limit of you expect them to be at this company for 10 years, they've done everything they can possibly do. So that's a perfect place for them to be able to say, okay, now I've, I've fixed all the problems at this company. Now I'm basically just kind of sitting here doing and at a certain level, you know, those individuals then move on to fix the next company. And you see that sometimes in CEOs, CFOs, you know, those high level C-suite type, you know, positions, or whether that be a, you know, a director of sales who their, their specific, I guess, role is to go in and fix the sales department and get them up and operating. And then they move on to another role where they go in and they specialize in fixing and that would be like the perfect type of app for them because yeah, hey, I'm not ready to move now, but I might be ready in two or three years. And if those are really niche or really high level positions, I would want my information out there so that I'm constantly like, hey, if I am a match to a company that could be looking in another one to two years, then yeah, look at my information and tell me if I'm the could be, you know, it's 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 great transparency on both sides. But it's also letting people know, like, because mm-hmm. here's the thing: I don't, I don't want to put my resume out on Indeed or those other places because I don't want to get slammed. And and I recently went through this, where all of a sudden I'm getting slammed with all these people who are like, "Hey, are you looking for a job? Hey, are you looking for a job? Hey," and I got like thirty requests for jobs that one I would never in a million years be interested in, and two were. And not to sound like I'm boasting about myself, we're way beneath me. And again, you you, mm-hmm. you smile, but yeah, it, that I mean, it sounds like it's a great, a great app, a great way to connect people of a certain skill level or a certain position with companies who are looking for very specific people. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I mean, you, you hit so many great points there. Uh, um, you know, jobs are really just business problems that need to be solved. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes you are in to solve that, you know, one project or, um, you know, you did so well that and you keep doing so well that you kind of, you know, put yourself out of a out of a role. And a lot of people approach us in those in those scenarios that want to start looking before or, you know, the company is about to exit. Um, you know, there's, there's hundreds of scenarios, right? It mm-hmm. all comes down to alignment. Um, and like Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn says, it's, it's about a tour of duty, right? So, um, you know, we, I do talk a lot about like you do you sh- three years, like on, it depends on the environment, what's happening, right? Like there's so many t- intangibles, but, you know, three years would be a good 
time to, you know, have the ability to make some really good impact. You could be at a place for 10, 15 years and continue to grow. Um, but it's, that's not always the case. Right. So, I mean, most people change jobs every, um, 18 months, uh, was like the last, you know, stat that I read. Right. And so, um, what we find is that there's a lot of great people, um, that, you know, are, are, you know, open and ready. And, and the pain for them is that they have to, you know, go look on job boards, they have to mm -hmm. um, look at applying, then they have to like, you know, message the hiring manager on LinkedIn to stand out or get a referral. And now everybody's doing that, right? So it's just not the best way to stand out because now everyone's messaging the hiring manager, everyone's sending, you know, a cake with your name on it, right? Like it's not, um, <laughs> it's not something completely different um, than, than, you know, when you were the first or second person to do that. So uh, what we find is that, look, recruitment, uh, the recruitment process sucks for both companies and candidates. It's a very lengthy time consuming process for candidates and you could make the wrong career choice or career trajectory um, because you're not thinking about, you know, do I want to be five minutes closer to my house? Do I want to be a remote? Do I want to be in office and hear other people on the phone? Because that's where I'm at in my current life. Maybe, um, you know, maybe I just had a, a kid and I want to be at home. Like they're, everyone's different, right? No two people are the same. No two work environments are exactly the same. And we found that by just digging in, this is like 20 years worth of research on, you know, what's a really high quality match. And we don't get it right 100% of the time, but we like to think we get it right close to that, right? So figuring out what motivates candidates to make a career move, are they making the right decision and just show them those roles will eliminate all, a lot of the pain that you talked about, which is, you know, I might have to always consistently think about my next career move. What if there was this product that was thinking about that for me? Um, and I don't have to talk to a hundred recruiters. I don't have to wait till it's too late, that kind of thing. Right. Right. And that's, and that is the problem when you do get to a certain level that if all of the sudden you don't have a job, it takes time because there are not, you know, like a, like a general labor position when you've got 30 positions open down the street, there, there's not that many C-level positions that that are right for you just waiting for you to step into. I mean, there's a finite amount. And I have worked, and I'm sure you've worked with, when, you know, all of a sudden you see, you know, a CEO or a director of, of change management or some weird, weird role that you're like, okay, what exactly do you do? Um, that person will sometimes uh -huh. end up unemployed for months, a year. I, I have, I'm working with somebody who's been unemployed now for a year and a half because he's he just doesn't want to relocate again. And right now where he's yeah. located, there aren't any positions that suit him, especially at his 140K salary. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing that I'm, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, I don't think everyone's going to be happy with, like, people really shouldn't be out of a job. And it's not their fault. It's that um, we haven't set people up for success. So I don't want to put the blame on anyone. And I, you know, feel awful um, when someone has been knocked down 
you know, hundreds of times for a year and a half. That's like the worst thing that I would ever want to see. And this is what keeps me in recruiting because, um, you know, I really believe that everyone should wake up fulfilled in, uh, you know, when they go to work and fulfilled when they go home at the end of the day and happy with what they're doing, but in, employed in something and not have to, you know, um, try and find a job for a year and a half. But, you know, you're, you're, you're right again. Um, it's, it's, uh, there are more jobs than there are people, mm -hmm. right? And so um, there, we just haven't put people in a position to be able, um, you know, change career paths at the right time in the right angle, right? I don't think enough employers let people go and flourish when they need to. Um, like some of the, the, you know, I know a lot of people don't like firing and letting people go but it's about being a very savant leader and you know really being empathetic and understanding where people are in their career and where they could go or foreseeing that you know maybe this particular industry or this niche industry is um you know going to be super tough we're going to be oversaturated right and mm -hmm. so i think all the way from the education system to um you know recruiting and beyond um and you know how we you know are empathetic in terms of um, outplacement like we need to help people get um and figure out early you know if they're in the right position to do the right roles and then um you know kind of be, be set on that proper trajectory so um i could go into more detail but that's sort of like the the, the broad scope right so let's shift gears here for a second like we mentioned, you've been you, you've been a founder, a co-founder of multiple businesses, like you mentioned. Through that process, you've obviously learned, you know, a ton. I, I'm I'm going to guess, you know, from the first business that you you know helped found or founded, found, yes, something like that. Um, I'm yeah, going to guess yeah. that you have learned a great deal. And obviously, the economy has changed so much over, I mean, it, going through 2008, going through the pandemic. What what has been, other than the demand for a change in candidate experience, um, what has been the, the glaring, you know, like, red light blinking in your face of, like, this really needs to change? Yeah, definitely. We've been sort of like rocked the last several years, right? So, I mean, I started uh, uh, my company after recruiting for another company um, in the 2008 financial crisis, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that I've kind of like learned by essentially just being sort of like crazy determined um, and, you know, following my, you know, passion and skill combination. It can't just be passion. It can't just be skill, right? Because mm -hmm. you are going to face adversity um, and you need to figure out how to um, continue on. I think, uh, um, you know, that's sort of important when people are thinking about those career choices over the last few years, I think the more obvious ones are remote work, flexible work schedules and like getting more away from the hustle culture. Um, right. But I think what's happened and I think what's happened that's good um, and it kind of ties into, you know, my comment about um, being able to um, get employed and into a place where you feel fulfilled at the end of the day. And I think that it's less obvious, maybe becoming more obvious. 
um, is the idea that we're going to move into this multi-career system. Um, I've been talking about this for a few years, but I think it's becoming more and more obvious that, um, you know, what we consider maybe side hustles, um, people that have multiple income streams um, is kind of the future, right? So, uh, you know, the obvious scenario is Uber, an Uber driver um, and working at a tech company, right? Um, but I, you know, that makes people think, oh, this person must work 60 hours a week or 80 hours a week, right? Um, but what I really see is like with the introduction of AI, um, you can actually be a lot more productive and efficient in your job. And, um, you know, if you become sort of, you know, irreplaceable in, in the fact that you're like the master of your, uh, your, your job or your function and solving that business problem of where you're working, that um, you would be able, you'll be able to be a lot more efficient and, you know, two days, three days a week, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why we're seeing these things. And if you want to um, increase your, um, you know, ability to make money, it could be doing Uber driving, you'd still stick to that like 40 hours a week or whatever it is, um, or content creation or, um, you know, helping at a, you know, food bank or, you know, hospital or, you know, the hospice care, whatever it is, right? Um, there's just so many opportunities, um, I think, to work. And I don't think income is going to come from one place. I think it, that'll be very unlikely um, to happen. And and do you think that's that's a cultural shift or do you think it's a generational thing? I think it's a bit of both. Um I also think it's uh, a fact of survival. Survival, it's like things just cost more. Um, you know, when we used to... So the, the most obvious example that I think is that, you know, the generation before, you said generational. So the generation <laughs> before us, you know, was in their job for life, right? And they don't understand why you would go follow your passion or follow, your, you, you know, a different career path, right? And we lived in this sort of like, unknown is that a good play is that not a good play and right now there are no 40 year jobs left or will be in the future it's unlikely because things change so fast that you know even founders for example right you might be a good founder to take it from concept and inception and bootstrap to a million dollars but you're not the right person to take it from a million to 10 million because you don't have that experience and so you have to step away and so it's not just you know the um you know what we might consider other roles it's it's like roles across the board right um even athletes right you're just at a certain stage and that's what you're good for that position you play so um you know from from this you know, shift in how we work and work tech and you know the, the whole scale up of ai in our industry it's just a matter of you know how we have to re think and reimagine what work looks like um, and how we spend our day. You said something so, um, so absolutely brilliant right there because it's a concept that is so hard for um, so many individuals to wrap their head around. Um, and you made reference to, you know, as a founder, as a founder, you may be really good at starting up organizations and taking that from, you know, zero to a million. Um, and, you know, you, you talk to, you know, again, 
go hire a coach. They'll teach you how to take it from a million beyond. Well, that may not <sighs> be what you're capable of doing. That may, and, and you said as a founder, you may have to step away and, and sell it or hand it off, right? Um, and, and the concept that it's so hard for some of the, and I'm not picking on, I'm not, cause again, you're not, you weren't picking on like the older school, the, the, the older generation. They got a job. They stayed at that job. It was, that was what they did. That was, mm-hmm. that was their mentality. And the concept that they struggle with is, yeah, you can have a great person, but if that great person doesn't have the right seat on the bus, it, no matter what you try to tell them to do, it's not going to work, right? It just, mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're not going to be able to wrap their head around, like, how do I do this? Because their mindset, their passion, their, you know, knowledge, their technical ability falls within a different realm. And and that is, I think, why we as a society now see so many people doing the, okay, I'm going to stay here for five years. You see this in um, the hospitality industry. And, and it, I did not know this until I actually had interviewed somebody who, who was from the hospitality industry. They see a lot of turnover. They see, um, especially in the higher up, um, because they come in, they create their concept of here's what's really going to make this hotel, this brand of the hotel, great. They go in, they implement all of their changes. They're there for, you know, a finite period of time. They move on and they go to the next one and they implement what works or what they have historically seen work. And there's plenty of industries out there that do that. And that's why we see people come and go in industries, which didn't happen in the past. But that's the way the world works now versus 40 60 years ago, where things weren't changing, like you mentioned, technology is changing so much, that in order for companies to keep up, and I know I talk with my hands. <laughs> this is audio only. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, it, technology is changing so much that a company has to have the person that's leading it understand where that technology is. And sometimes that means that changing that person every five years who's aware of what that technology, what that economical environment looks like in order for that company to continue to thrive and make that company continue to grow and work. And I think that it's necessary in our environment where, like I said, 40, 60 years ago, it wasn't. Because while we still had changes happening, technology was not nearly as, and again, manufacturing. I I come from much more of a manufacturing staffing. You know, we still to this day talk about, wow, manufacturing is so far behind Mm -hmm. um, even today even on the practices that they do, um, you know, in, in a lot of the things, you know, you still walk in and they're still, and this is just, you know, example, wow, they're still taking all hand notes. They're still, you know, at their machines, everything is still on paper. Why do you have these big stacks of paper that explain the job that you're working on? Why don't you have iPads or, or something that connects to your, you know, your systems, your ERP systems. It's like, how are you not 
to that point yet. But, you know, yeah. and, then, and then you ask the leaders and they're like, well, it wouldn't work for us. And it's like, well, have you tried? Have you looked into the systems? Oh, just it, it would not work here. And then you, you talk to the person and they're like, well, I've been at this company for 45 years. It wouldn't work here. Mm-hmm. We'll get some fresh blood in here. And I guarantee somebody who is, you know, young, hungry to make their mark would figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, to that point, like, I also don't feel like it's, you know, a lot of people's faults, like the, things just didn't change fast, right? Um, previously, so they didn't have to change. And, and people hate, you know, um, standing up in front of a crowd, but they also hate change too, right? So, um, you know, if, if there's something that they believe to be working, um, they won't change or don't see, right? So it's, it's like, it, it's not even like individuals like there are so many examples of this happening with like you know some of the smartest people in the world right mm-hmm. so like you know blockbuster like they just didn't see that change they didn't do it um you know that wasn't the person operating the the the, the manufacturer to, to to build the dvds or you know do the graphic design it's it's really hard to understand what is happening in the future but i think there are two things that um the next generation really needs to focus on and that's financial independence and financial like education and understanding and you know what where careers are headed and where careers are going and how you can kind of make an impact because um it was okay to work you know a job for so many years before because there were only so many jobs there were only so many options you couldn't go you know work uh remotely from your house in you know, Canada and then do a job in the States, you couldn't, um, there weren't as many coffee shops, there was like five, right? So you couldn't go learn from a different set of leaders or a different set of people or get benefits from a company like Starbucks, there just weren't those choices. And because choices and options are, you know, all pretty well endless at this point, um, which, you know, I think the most important thing for coaches to do is to help people kind of help identify, you know, where could you you know, excel in another area instead of being sort of like one of many, you're kind of like a master of one and figuring mm-hmm. how you go through that, those, those kind of paths to get there. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a, it, I think it's just the, the fluctuation and the speed at which things change. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, so uh, yeah, just trying to come up with an, <laughs> like a, a no. core example. Maybe I'll come back to it. But yeah, no, I mean that was great. That it, it, and I completely agree. But here, I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw you for a loop now on on something because as we talk about the you know younger generation and educating themselves and that kind of thing, I want to ask you. You know, again, this is going to kind of throw you for a loop on everything now because we've now we've now learned, you know, that you know the experience the. Um, the understanding of that within going into these jobs, we've we've started to understand more and more that the cultural fit within organizations is wildly important, and that person, um, you know, we right, we've started to get that culture and a person fitting into their environment, and it can look a wild, wildly different. And and you when you said education and educating themselves. It, it sparked something in me. Do you, maybe you know what I'm going to ask. Do you think that companies are finally starting to understand that having a degree specific, and this excludes some industries, obviously you cannot be a doctor without a 
going to medical school. You can't be an accountant or a CPA if you don't go and get your CPA. You can't be a lawyer, blah, blah, you get it. Um, but do you think that more industries have come to understand that experience, hands-on experience is equivalent to educational experience and that culture fit is more important than experience because you can train for skills a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent um it's you know attitude over skills it's uh experiences you know it takes ten thousand plus hours to be any good and even close to good at something so um you know i tell young people they're like well what should i do where should i start just try doing things and do so many things that um you know salt go solve problems and figure it out and feel like what what are you like really the best at because people are coming to you if you're the best at something and you're experienced at it i mean even doctors you know once they get the job and they've hit a certain level of experience they don't go back to them and say hey um you know you graduated top of your class they go no like i want to work with the surgeon that did a thousand heart surgeries not this one surgeon that you know went to harvard right so it doesn't even you know yeah school is required for obviously certain jobs but um you know most of them are required and talking about the speed at which things move i mean there is so many ways to get educated for free right now if you have access to a laptop and and you know, internet, which a lot of people also don't have, which, you know, I really believe in, in charities that, you know, help people get laptops and access to, to internet, because that's, that's where education, you know, it's access, right. And, um, uh, for diversity and, you know, uh, 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 pay parity, it's like getting that access. Right. So, um, but, but, uh, you know, going off a little bit, but I think that, you know, the most important thing is to just really like educate yourself um, on what you like and keep trying new things, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh... well, and, and in today's world, you can go into coffee shops <clears throat> and have free internet. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can go into, you know, here in, I know in, you know, in most, in most of the states, um, I'm not 100% sure about Canada, but any public library has computers that you can now go in and utilize their computers to free at free and have internet access. So, I mean, there is and and any workforce development, you know, place. So there are, you know, kiosks that you can go into a workforce development. And those are, you know, government run here in the United States where you can ask for assistance to get free internet access, you just have to want to do it and have the time. So the only I mean, it's it's really, are you willing to put in the time? Um, so there is a million free different places that you can go to get access. Um, and then I mean, there is LinkedIn offers, you know, f free webinars and courses. And I mean, there is a million and one different ways that you can now educate yourself for free yeah yeah absolutely and you know one of the funny things is like uh you know on job descriptions they say hey this is this is required i mean there are these 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 things that are required that anyone can get quick access to and, and actually really get really really good at um you know one example is 
uh, you know, in, in a sales role, as an example, HubSpot is, you know, a, a customer relationship management platform. It's probably the, one of the most popular in the world other than Salesforce. And so, um, you know, it's, it's funny to me um, how many times founders or, you know, hiring managers ask me, hey, like, we won't talk to somebody unless they have experience with HubSpot. I mean, you could give somebody a crash course and then <laughs> in a day and an hour and, and have them be amazing. And the candidates also, or, you know, if you are, seeing these jobs and you're saying, oh, I don't have experience with that. I mean, you could pretty much get experience with anything by just going and asking, going to a company and saying, hey, like, I'd really like to learn about this. Um, HubSpot has, you know, the, the biggest amount of, you know, videos and blogs on how to use their product. If you reached out to them and said, hey, I want to get a job, you know, where using your product is required. Can you help me with this? I'm sure they would say yes, right? So right. it's just about, uh, you know, creating those um, and pushing those opportunities for, for, for what you want. So if you, um, uh, you know, are, are in a role right now where you're feeling stuck because you don't have experience with something else that's required, um, you know, as long as it's not a degree and it doesn't cost you money and there are certain barriers to entry, of course, like there are certain, um, you know, I don't want to say that there aren't limitations at all, but, you know, for the most part, um, you know, with those things, you could get educated on it, right? So. Right. Yeah, R absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much available to, um, to individuals out there now. And I, and I, I'm going to go back to a point that you made earlier that, um, that there are more jobs than there are people, which means that anybody who is not working right now and, and, I mean, it, they shouldn't be, but the system that we have in place is broken and it makes it hard for people to get hired. So individuals like you who are attempting to create systems, you know, are the ones who are, are really, you know, the, the pioneers in this, in this industry, right? Trying to find a way to make the candidate experience positive and make the make it easier for the company to you know allow the proper resumes to come across their desk you know to 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 just view the ones that are right for their role mhm mm i mean exactly so let me ask you this when you started in this industry, did you think that you were going to end up two decades in? Uh, no, definitely not. Um, I didn't even know where recruiting was, right? So someone, you know, offered me a job and I was like, what the heck is recruiting? And they said, you know, you, you get paid to, you know, match a person with a company, right? And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting do you think I'll be good at it? And they said, yeah. So somebody had to give me that opportunity, right? Um, they knew, they'd worked with me previously, so they knew that I had a good attitude, good grit. I showed up, I cared, right? Um, so uh, like what I typically look for is trust, attitude, passion. I think that's kind of like the core of any role. doesn't matter what it is, where it is, you know, doctor, anything, right? Um, and uh and so, yeah, I mean, just to answer your question simply, I, I don't, I didn't know, but I just became obsessed with, you know, solving this problem and just continuing to do better and continuing to be curious and think about things. 
um, and and ask questions. And you know, I, I don't have all the answers still, right? Like I still learn from a lot of people like you and other people, right? Of you know different scenarios that come up, and I think that that's what makes this industry and an industry that you care about so interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So, but it could be applied to anything, you know, uh, skilled trades, anything. Um, getting curious, you know, you could, uh, you know, you could create a, a house or you could create a whole residential community. Like, there's just so many different options, right? Mm -hmm. So, awesome. So, I'm going to ask you the question of the season. What do you think will go down in the history books from what the world has experienced over the last three years? Yeah, I think, um, like, you know, my mind goes to that one thing that I talked about before, which is the double career system. I think mm -hmm. that's where people will say, okay, this is what changed. Most people had, you know, one job, one sort of like residence, and now people are uh, going and having multiple because I just think that that's the way that the world is moving towards and, you know, and, and what's required. And I think the flexibility of, you know, technology is going to be able to do most of what you can do, which should essentially free up a lot of time. Um, you're going to have time to pursue a passion project, a skilled project, a money-making project. So that that's what I think. That's awesome. And, and I, I agree. Um, I think the world was snapped awake. I just, I feel like that as much as we were all divided and, you know, stuck at home, I feel like everybody woke up and started talking and started communicating in a way that they never had before, more so than, you know, people were like, well, I'm me, I, I, I started a new relationship with my own brother that I had never had before. I started talking awesome. to him more. But he lives in Seattle, because all of a sudden, I'm like, Oh, my God, I can zoom with him and his family. So I feel like the world was snapped awake. And unfortunately, a lot of things came to light that were not so positive, you know, positive, a lot of mental health issues and a lot of but the world was snapped awake and people found hobbies. They found passion projects. They found that kind of stuff. So if somebody yeah. wanted to reach out to you, how would they go about doing that? Um, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I think LinkedIn is, is you know, is, is the best place if you want to follow me there, connect with me there. Um, so it's, it's Adam Gellert and I run Linkus Group and the Hired Hippo. Um, and so that would be like the number one place. I mean, obviously I'm on all the other socials uh just about to release a personal site um uh recruiteradam.com so uh those two places would be ideal excellent and that'll be in the show notes so if you want to reach out to adam you can check the show notes for his linkedin or for his personal site that will um will list on there as well so adam thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure and um some really great insight and great information awesome thanks very much for having me this was uh, a lot of fun so thank you <laughs> thank you again for listening to let's talk hr I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.